Hello there. Welcome to Rome Business Radio. I am Roger Manus, and this is the Manco Logistics Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. We are broadcasting from the Hardy Realty Studios, and as always, we work in cooperation with the uh, Rome News Tribune. As I mentioned, I'm Roger Manus, and we're joined today uh, from Manco Logistics. The Director of National Sales, Jaden Bratton, joins us. Jaden, how are you? Doing well, sir. It's great to see you. Appreciate, appreciate you joining us in our Zoom room as we're uh, maintaining social distancing because of COVID, but it's also not because of that. I'm at the Manco World Headquarters in Rome, Georgia, and you are at the branch office in Jacksonville, Florida. How are things in Jacksonville today? Yes. It's Friday. It's sunny. It's beautiful. We got freight moving, so it's a good day. <laughs> Anytime freight moving is a good day. Um, and our guest today is Pete Schluckbeer from West Walker Steel. He is the Prime Steel sales rep. Hi, Pete. How are you? Roger. Thanks for having me. Doing good today. Happy it's Friday. <laughs> well, we appreciate you joining Amen. us. And uh, again, thank, thanks to Zoom. Um, you are at your Michigan office, is that correct? Yes. Uh, we're located here in Grand Rapids, Michigan. So Western Michigan, beautiful day out here today. Um, we also do have a location in Chicago as well. So just central locations serve the Midwest. Well, the beauty of uh, the industry, logistics industry in general, and of course your industry being steel and uh, and Zoom, is that we can. You're everybody's all over the country, and we can still get together and do business, talk business. You got it. So um, no more flying three times a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I do miss the personal contact uh, that hopefully we're slowly yeah. slowly getting back to. Um, and and Pete, um, thank you for telling me before the show started how to pronounce your last name. It's very yeah. unusual. It is Schluck yeah. beer. So if you could, just before we talk steel or talk logistics, tell us about the uh, the derivation of your name. What It's tr- German and it translates as? It translates to a, a drink or a gulp of beer directly. So <laughs> a little background for you. <laughs> and does that perfectly sum up you or your family? There you go. It's uh yeah, it summed me up pretty good. That's good. We enjoy it. I should have gone in the beer business, man. <laughs> Owned by perfect sales pitch for yeah the beverages industry. <laughs> I was gonna say Schluck beer. It, yeah, it almost sounds like a brand. Like uh, yeah. yeah, you got Sam Adams and you got Schluck and you got you know whatever. Um, be a future in that maybe someday. <laughs> maybe someday. But in the meantime, you are at West Walker Steel and you are their Prime Steel sales rep. Now, pardon my ignorance. Uh, you know, I know steel exists. I know we need it. We have to build stuff. But I don't know anything about it beyond that. So what specifically do you guys do at West Walker Steel? Um, so we've been in business over 35 years. We started out in 1985 um, right here out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. And it started out as basically what they would call field claim program. So um, a steel mill will make the steel. They'll roll it and say they'll send it out to a customer of theirs like GM or Ford or a big enough customer that they will have enough fulfillment for steel that they're buying large quantities. If there's something wrong with that and they reject it for some reason, it could be something very minor. Uh, they'll reject it back to the mill. And then essentially the mill will sell it off to us at a, a lower cost. So we'll reprocess it and sell it off to customers that we have that might be able to use more obsolete material. Um, so that's our secondary program. And we, we do care that it's the largest field claim program in the nation. We're uh, set up with most of the major mills. Um, and up until pretty much this year, we were mostly in the Midwest, but we'd get claims all over the nation. We just picked up a program in the South though. So we're going to be servicing the South in that aspect too. Um, 
as far as the prime steel division, that's, I got hired on to expand our prime steel division up until last year. We, uh, we were involved with another company where we weren't able to sell prime steel. Now that we are bought out of our old parent company, um, we can service prime steel customers now. So majority of what I do is place mill orders and sell them off to my customers and broker the sale or uh, a lot of what we're doing right now with the massive steel shortage is purchasing and then sitting on it and selling it off eventually or something like that. But it's, there's a lot going on in the steel world right now. So it's been very interesting. Is there a specific definition of prime steel? Yeah. uh, No defects, just good, clean quality steel. Um, a lot of uh, the mills will have a like a mill certification that labels it as prime, meaning it's been inspected, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. Because a lot of the applications, uh, you have to be kind of safety conscious. If there's something wrong with it, and you're selling it off to, a, say, a tier one automotive supplier, and there's something wrong with that, I mean, then they have huge issues. So it has to be good quality prime steel. Now, as funny as we could sit here and probably name a million things where steel is used that we never think about. What, what, what's, where is it primarily used? Um, so there's a lot of different applications. Um, the majority of what we deal with, I would say, would be a lot of automotive, uh, heating and cooling. So a lot of that duct work, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Uh, our Chicago division and starting to be our Grand Rapids division, our Chicago division is mainly focused on what we call our end users. So it's actual real companies that are using it for certain applications. So it might be tubing, different stuff like that. So there's a lot of different sectors. A lot of the stuff is, you know, farm gates and that's a lot of the big users. So, but I would say a lot of automotive suppliers and it's, it all trickles down it. There's suppliers fulfilling other suppliers. I mean, it all, it's, it's all over. Well, you, you had mentioned that there's a shortage. Why is why has that happened and where are we in that process? What does that mean for your business? So this is where it kind of plays into logistics as well. So currently the biggest thing going on is the semiconductor shortage. Um, so it's it's starting overseas where they're making them. They're they're popping up facilities here in the United States where they're going to be making the semiconductor chips, but for pretty much every vehicle that's produced, they take about 150 of these chips. And with them not having chips, the large automakers like GM and Ford have a lot of vehicles sitting on the ground and they don't have space to produce more vehicles. Like I was just driving down to the Detroit area and we drove past, uh, they call it the GM Flint truck and bus assembly plant. And they had over a thousand trucks sitting outside there and they're waiting for these chips. And they, it, you know, with all these new technologies in these vehicles, they require all these different complex chips. And without having these chips, they're not using up as much steel. So they're getting rid of steel that's sitting on their floor and they're cutting back shifts. And that's a huge issue right now. Uh, So, you know, in other news with logistics, the steel mills are paying premiums on trucks out of the mills right now. So that's why it's been difficult to get trucks moving as well, but it all goes back. I think it starts really with this automotive and they're not consuming their normal amounts. It's, it's a problem because then the mills cut back and they're not making as much. So then there's just not as much in the marketplace. Well, that's interesting. That happens in business in general. So you mentioned it's kind of this technology thing with the chips, but that's ultimately trickling across, trickling down, whatever to affect your steel business. Um, yeah, so one thing can affect the other. And it's it's raised the price like astronomically. So we base our pricing off a program called the CRU, and they set what they call like it's a fair trading price for steel. 
and it'll it'll rate it based off a of per ton price. And since last August, it's almost more than quadrupled in price. So steel is actually trading right now at the highest price in the history of steel. So we're in uncharted territories. Everyone's kind of fighting the same battle, but we're just doing what we can, you know, just to kind of push through. Well, what does that mean for the average person? Um, so it, it's going to affect a lot of businesses because they're paying a lot higher prices for steel, uh, more than they're used to. So for the general public, it's going to raise the price of a lot of different things. People don't understand how many businesses consume steel. And when they're having to pay higher prices, what happens to their price? It goes <laughs> way up. <laughs> so it, it'll affect a lot of different things. It's going to affect the price of cars. It's going to affect the price of heating and cooling. It's It trickles down all over. Yeah, it's interesting. I guess the average person, we always pay attention to the price of gasoline uh, yeah. because we see it at the pump ourselves. But but yep. uh, you're saying steel kind of affects everything, and it certainly makes sense. It seems to touch everything. Yep. Yeah, so, it's, I don't know, I, with the huge, I mean, it's it's a worldwide logistics problem and that issue at the Suez Canal. They're saying that's even going to affect things too. <laughs> yeah, it's not the truth. That was a mess. Yeah. Uh, so let's bring Jaden in here from Manco. So um, just talk about your relationship, Pete, with, with Manco and how they've uh, helped you, um, you know, move your stuff. Yeah. So I, I connected with Jaden last year and we've had a great relationship so far. Manco has been able to, I mean, either with it getting quick freight quotes. Um, the one thing I've learned is when you're working a deal with somebody, a lot of times it gets start moving pretty quickly. And when you have somebody like Jaden who can move quickly with you, it works great. Um, they've been extremely helpful. They have just, it seems like a, a huge network of carriers that they deal with. And it's been extremely competitive pricing. I think one large issue right now with uh, trucking is that they're kind of failing at creating relationships. We've created a relationship with Jaden that's been extremely beneficial to us. A lot of people, when they're looking for trucking rates, they're going to send it out to 20, 25 people. And in the short term, you might save 50 bucks here, 100 bucks here. But I truly feel like in the long run, if you start using the same carrier or carriers consistently, uh, having that relationship is going to be more beneficial for business in the long run. Um, not only do you have a good relationship with them, but they're kind of getting used to your needs and they're going to know exactly what you want and how you need it. And that creates good business. Jaden, what do you think? What are your thoughts on that and the relationship you guys have built and what, what Manco Logistics has been able to do for West Walker Steel? I don't think I like him nearly as much as he likes me, but uh, <laughs> uh, I think that he hit the nail on the head um, with the market that we have, you know, with his product being steel and the implications that that's had on primarily the flatbed network and the carrier kind of the truckload to carrier availability ratio. The relationships is what's saving people time and money and time is money in everybody's industry. Uh, like Pete said, he, kind of has narrowed down his list of people that he uses because of the relationship that we've built together. I mean, you know, but we also, we respond quickly, we respond accurately. He knows that if I send him a rate that is seemingly above what he was expecting, he knows that that's just the true price that we're expecting to see. And that's not anyone taking advantage of the situation because there are unfortunately people out there that will take advantage of this truck shortage and they'll understand that they're moving steel and they understand that steel providers can't find trucks and there's a way to capitalize on that. But Pete trusts us and he trusts Manco that we, you know, that's not what's happening here. And we also talk to each other just 
on a personal level. We have a relationship. He knows if he calls me at 7 p.m. on a Friday with like a last minute need that something's got to ship 5 a.m. Monday morning, he knows I'm going to answer and I'm going to take care of it. Um, and I also know that, you know, with us running, you know, shipments, we typically run and do the job before anything is paid. And I know that my relationship with Pete, we're secure. I'm, I trust him to do what he needs to do and just as he trusts me. And uh, we're, we've got a great system. He'll say, Jaden, I need, you know, this from point A to point B. Well, in a new relationship, I have to ask a handful of questions to make sure that all of my I's are dotted and T's are crossed. But I know Pete. I know what he does. He just says, you know, this city to that city. I already know what he needs. And that's why I can be so quick because we've established that familiarity and that, you know, that friendship. Yeah, Pete, that's interesting from your perspective. You touched on it a little bit earlier, but if we can kind of dive into it, just the way business gets conducted, you sure, you could spend a lot of time every day trying to get – X number of loads shipped and then throw it out to a bunch of different carriers, but you're, you're, you're filling up your own time with, right. with this stuff that you're actually trying to delegate. Uh, right. So the relationship where, you know, you can just go to Manco and okay, that's off my plate. That's being taken yep. care of. So how beneficial is that to you in your daily workload? I mean, the, the team at Manco is actually, it's been tremendous. I work with uh, uh, Brett. I, I would say that I talked to Brett. That's, uh, works with Jaden probably every day, <laughs> whether it's for something little or something big or whatnot. Um, but I, I am a relationship based person. I mean, uh, even if it's something that's really small, just give them a call and, uh, hopefully it's not bugging them too much, <laughs> but <laughs> not at all. it's a thing that's going away. Relationships I truly think are going away. I mean, people are trying to move steel, people are trying to move trucks and they're just, you know, it's, it's, everybody's just a number and it's not really the way that I like to conduct business. I think, you know, Too transactional. Yeah. The, if you get to know a person better, um, I think it makes it that much easier in the long run. It drops off that uncomfortable factor. You know, it's, it's, if you really know a person, I mean, I think it goes a long way and I think they'd be more apt to buy from you. Um, a lot of people are selling the exact same thing and what differentiates me from somebody else that's been doing it for 30 years you know, that's, uh, I guess my main point. Well, on your LinkedIn profile, you even talk about a little bit of sales being relationship based. Um, so I guess that's, but what, what is your background? How did you come to work at West Walker steel? Um, I came to work for a friend of mine here named Dalton. Uh, I had never done anything with steel previously before this. I was in the automotive industry for, um, a number of years, uh, actually about four years. And then before that, uh, just schooling. So this was my first start in the steel industry. Uh, I didn't know how I was going to like it. And I, I really didn't know much about it. We jumped right in. And about the time that I jumped in is when this uh, steel shortage and the steel price rise increased. Uh, so it's been a lot of fun through this whole deal. Uh, really no end in sight yet. That's kind of what everyone's trying to predict, but you know, we have a great team here at West Walker Steel. We we did the math. We have over 250 years combined staff. We have uh, two employees in Chicago and uh, just a great team here in Grand Rapids. It's extremely helpful. Um, my boss that I, I report to has been in the business 40 years. He started on the floor of a steel mill, so he's extremely knowledgeable. And yeah, just as it's nice coming in every day and having a team that is willing to help and do what needs to be done. Uh, it's, it's nice. It's not like a sales floor. It's a team atmosphere. Um, people helping each other. And 
I would say the same for everybody else in our office is very relationship based. Um, one of our sales guys has been doing it over 30 years and he has customers from 30 years ago that are still buying from him and he's still buying from them. And, um, it works out good. And I, I, I truly think that'll go a long way is making these relationships to start off. Were you guys affected in any way? And if so, how by, by the pandemic, what has that done to your industry? Um, we, we were deemed essential workers. Uh, but I would say for how it affected everything else, a lot of their customers and our customers are small mom and pop operations and, you'd hear of one person getting it in the morning and then by the afternoon, 15 people were affected. And then a lot of people are having to shut down lines in their facilities. Um, I think it somewhat affected the consumption of steel a little bit, but I don't think it had a a huge impact really on us. Um, I would say it it did have an impact on logistics quite a bit. Um, But as far as stuff needs to get made regardless, so a lot of places were staying open. a lot of the big service centers in the industry, people that service and process steel for us uh, were shut down for short periods of time, but it, it didn't affect us like it did other industries. That's for sure. Well, and because you're not retail, what do you guys have to do to, I guess, market your business or, or find clients? Is it word of mouth within your industry? You know, how do you, how do you get your name out there to make it monetized for you guys? So I've implemented a couple different things. I would say a big one has been LinkedIn. LinkedIn has been great. Um, we've, we've actually gotten quite a bit of success off of there. We have a, a decent reputation in the industry, and sometimes I'll call on people, and maybe they've heard of somebody at our company. Um, but a big one for us and kind of how the way the industry is going is it's going kind of online uh, it's more of a recent thing and there's only two major companies doing it right now, but um, the future of the industry and, and really depends on who you ask is uh, more of these online things. So we can market our product through uh, the end product. They want it to kind of be like an Amazon of steel. So there's a couple different companies doing this and I can put my name on our product and I can list our whole inventory online if I wanted to, and I can even have a price on there. So there's a service online right now that helps with relationship building and then people can see your product as well. So it, it's nice. I would say the majority has been online, but the type of person that I am, I still enjoy picking up the phone and, and cold calling people. <laughs> yeah. That's part of it. That's uh, well, it's old school, but it's also effective. Yeah. And people like it. It actually goes a long ways now. I'd probably more than it used to, but people, uh, kind of forget that phone still exists. (laughs) Yeah. So it's interesting to me. You said you, you talked to uh, Jaden or Brett just about every day, one of them. Um, So Jaden, is that a goal for you guys as well at the Jacksonville branch of Manco Logistics to develop those personal relationships uh, to help? uh, Absolutely. Um, Yeah. I think uh, any, any freight broker in general, especially with Manco and the culture that we try to promote and implement, you, you do strive to get that personal relationship. Now, we have to live in the real world. That's just not possible to do a hundred percent of the time. Uh, you know, especially as you grow over the years, depending on how long you stay with it, you just don't have that much time. Now, if you have 150 good friends, you, you're not going to be able to talk to all of them every day. Uh, but yeah, that's absolutely the goal. And I think, like I said, it's not going to happen every time, but if that's your goal and you're striving towards that, you're doing something correctly. 
uh, and, you know, with these relationships that we've been talking about, you know, it's kind of interesting with Pete and I, uh, we have also kind of a circle together uh, with other individuals in the steel industry that Pete and I work with in conjunction together. And we've kind of got like this little group of everyone's at different companies and, um, you know, everyone seems to know each other. And so it's actually been really cool this last year, how we've turned this, you know, I hate to use the word boys club, but it's just been a really cool kind of circle together. Um, and I, agree. I never really figured I would be, uh, you know, in a, a group of people that are in the steel industry, but here we are. And so I'm super excited to see where we're going to be in two years and three years. There's a lot of people in our industry, but it feels really small sometimes, especially when you go to <clears throat> events in the industry and like, you see all these people you've been talking to. It's like there, I would say there is a group of people in the steel that all kind of congregate with each other. Um, and it, it there's is, been a lot of, Hey, I can't do that, but why don't you call him? And we know exactly who they're talking about. It's, it's the only industry that I've heard of that you call on somebody and he said, Hey, can you provide this service for me? And they say, no, I don't think we can accommodate that, but Hey, why don't you call so-and-so over there? I think they have a machine that can do that. It's, it's a, it's, comical actually so the relationships actually open doors to other relationships and help everybody's business grow i think they know somehow the favor will get returned like they'll you know, yeah. they know what you do and yeah it's it's true what kind of industry puns do i not know about because i'm sitting here thinking technically you are a man of steel which makes you superman yeah, not quite. <laughs> <laughs> is, is kryptonite your weakness i mean yeah. what, are there any puns i'm missing besides uh, we at West Walker Steel strive every day to do the right thing. <laughs> oh, that's not a pun. That's a motto. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We don't want your catchphrase, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Um, so, um, Jaden, when you are delivering the service for Pete and West Walker Steel, it's about getting the freight moved. So he doesn't want to hear about, excuse the bluntness of this. He doesn't want to hear about the labor pains. He wants you to show him the baby, <laughs> right? right. <laughs> is, is that it? Pete, you want to hand it off and get it moved. So, so Jaden, um, how does that work from Manco's end? Then you guys, you just spend your time finding a truck, correct? To get that, to get that shipment moved from point A to point B. We do. So, you know, for example, if he sends me an email or a text or whatever he does and says, Hey, I need this from point A to point B, you know, A, if that's a market that we're not strong in, I'll tell him right away, like, Hey, I don't normally do that, but I'll look into it for you. And uh, that means I'll get an answer back, you know, within the next couple of minutes. Uh, but yeah, he doesn't want to hear, you know, a bunch of the questions that a, a normal person would ask in a new relationship. You know, I'm just going to take care of it. And I leverage back to my relationships with my carriers that I've developed over the years, and especially at Manco this past year and however many months, uh, I automatically know who I'm going to call within about three or four carriers that I'll reach out to and shoot a text or shoot an email or pick up and call them on their cell phone, get the answers, and I get it taken care of. And then I tell Pete, hey, yes or no, this is how much it's going to cost. He sends it over. And I really now, you know, not at first, but now I'll just take care of the shipment and I let him know when it's done and I send him the paperwork. So I'm really only going to call him if there's an issue and I do everything within my power to make sure that that doesn't happen. But we live in the real world. Some things do go wrong. And I think that Pete knows if I call him with an issue, that's truly what's happening. It's not a, you know, a false story or anything like that. 
So Pete, over time, is it just, is it just a trust that develops that the, your freight is getting moved as you need it to be moved at a competitive rate and you just, you, this trust in man code just implicitly grows? Yeah, I would say on pretty much every route, uh, Jaden and uh, Brett are the first people I reach out to. And there has been times um, where it's other carriers have just come in so much significantly lower. A lot of times it's if they're a newer customer of theirs, you know, they're trying to get your business. But, um, yeah, they're, they're, they're the first people I go to, and I just know that they're going to take care of me. Like Jaden said, it's real-world issues. Things come up that we can't predict. I can't predict a snowstorm in northern Indiana that's affecting, you know, 14 inches of snow. They can't even move the truck. I couldn't have predicted that, but uh, Jaden and Brett are always on top of it. And, you know, they'll call it Friday and say, hey, saw this coming up or blah, blah, blah. And um, I, I like them because they're really good at working fast with me. Something, like I said, stuff comes up quick. And a lot of times you got to move quickly. I can think of probably a handful of different times that Jaden has put out some pretty serious fires where we just needed a truck. And then, you know, it's, uh, it works out great. That's for sure. That must be good to hear Jaden. I'm pretty good at putting fires out. <laughs> that's, that's true. I, I was, well, let's just touch on that. Jaden, you're a former firefighter. <laughs> yes, sir. I was a Lieutenant. Yeah. <laughs> in, in like real life. So we're not using the metaphor anymore. Uh, <laughs> No, I just had to jump on that. I mean, I don't get to talk about what I used to do that often. So when I get to crack a, what I call a dad joke, I'm going to definitely swing at that. Nothing a dad joke. Well, well, yeah. Well, see, yeah, I can, I can already tell the chemistry between, between you two guys. Well, Pete, you mentioned that you're active on LinkedIn. Uh, do, do, does West Walker, do you do any other social media or, or website? What's some contact information for you guys as we wrap yeah. up here? Um, so our website's just westwalkersteel.com. Uh, we update that currently. So have a nice website, just have some background on our business and then, uh, all of our contact info. Um, we're, we are active on LinkedIn. We do have a West Walker steel page on LinkedIn and then, uh, you can connect with me, Peach Luck Beer. Um, we do have a Facebook as well, just West Walker steel. And, uh, we're pretty active on that, but, uh, that's it for socials currently. Let's. We need to spell Pete Schluckbeer. Yeah, <laughs> go ahead and spell Schluck across the screen. <laughs> and so it's P E T E, and then it's S C H L U C K E B I E R. And I don't mean to, uh, I don't mean to mock, but that seems like I'm from the South, born and raised <laughs> SEC football country. I know you're up there in Big Ten country, but uh, but that just comes across to me as a Big Ten Midwest corn fed last name. Well, I did grow up between some cornfields. So. <laughs> uh, well, you could you could mock usually me. the nicer people, anyways. Yeah. Uh, we we could we could save the college football trash talk for a, uh, another episode one day. Yeah. I, after this basketball season, I don't even want to get into it. I mean, I'd never heard of Oral Roberts before. They knocked out Ohio State, Michigan State didn't even make the tournament. It was, I mean, they made the prelims and couldn't couldn't make it through. So. You said you're from a little bit of a divided family, or there's some Spartans and some Wolverines. And I was rooting for the Wolverines right after Michigan State got knocked out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we we got a lot of that down here too. An SEC country and an ACC country with Clemson and you know Georgia and Florida and Auburn and Alabama and Tennessee. It gets it gets real complicated down here too. I have uh, family in Athens, and they're probably the most serious sports fans I've ever met in my life. They're huge Bulldogs. 
Well, every, every, surprise. everybody should be right. Right. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, and and uh, Jaden, you're at the uh, Manco Jacksonville office. Manco, just for our, our listeners, the uh, headquarters is in Rome, Georgia, but there are branches in Atlanta, Georgia, Chattanooga, Tennessee, and Jacksonville, Florida. The website is mancolog.com. That's M A N C O L O G.com. Main phone number is 706 503 5413. Jaden, if anybody wants to reach out to you in particular, uh, contact information for you. Uh, so you can find me on LinkedIn. It's Jaden, J-A-D-E-N-B-R-A-T-T-O-N. Um, email address is jaden.bratton at mancolog.com. And uh, if anybody wants to give me a call for any reason, uh, you can reach me at 865-335-4563. Well, fantastic. Pete, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate it. Uh, and Jaden, get back to work. <laughs> as your father would say go find some freight <laughs> go find some freight all right thank you guys this has this has been the manco logistics podcast we have been broadcasting from the hardy realty studios and we work in cooperation with the rome news tribune i'm roger manus with rome business radio thank you so much for listening